I have been contemplating consciousness for a long time. Back in high school, I wrote a research paper for English class on the topic of consciousness. I argued that it could not be reduced to the mere outworking of physical matter in motion. I remember intuitively just understanding this upon reflection. But I was able to find a book at the library written by a philosopher of science, Dr. James Fetzer, who argued that minds are not machines, and human consciousness is fundamentally different from how computers make decisions and access memory. I understood that this was a vital issue in the debate over worldviews, because if our brains are all we are, if there is no soul, then everything we think and do must be traced back to only physical causes. Just like the processes of a computer. Consciousness is not an emergent property of matter. By Paul Price. Over the years, I have brought up this issue time and again in discussions with skeptics and atheists. Once in a while, you will find someone who is willing to bite the bullet and face up to the stark reality that there can be no truly free choices in a materialistic universe. However, I have found that to be the exception to the general rule that most people, including atheists, are highly resistant to the idea that we have no ability to make genuine choices. It runs contrary to our deepest intuitions about ourselves. It also leads to an uncomfortable question. If I didn't freely choose to believe what I now believe, then how can I claim that I am being rational? The concept of rationality, making good choices about what to believe based on principles of logic, becomes moot and meaningless if we have no ability to make choices or have free thoughts in the first place. In the search for a way out of this uncomfortable position, I have found that most atheists seem to gravitate to one particular explanation for consciousness. That it is an emergent property of matter which is activated by the particular complex arrangement of our brains, according to one science article, the term emergent properties or emergence refers to those properties that arise from the collaborative functioning of a system but do not belong to any one part of that system. In other words, emergent properties are properties of a group that are not possible when any of the individual elements of that group act alone. The atheists want to believe that this mysterious emergent property of our brains is able to free us from the stark nature of matter that it behaves according to only rigidly predictable ways, according to the laws of physics and chemistry. I have never yet been given any scientific explanation as to how this is supposed to work, and neither do I believe there is any. But this is their faith, in any case. One avenue that is usually brought up into the picture is quantum mechanics. They will usually appeal to a fuzzy notion of quantum indeterminacy to claim that, after all, matter is not really predictable, since we have found strange anomalies in the quantum realm that seem to be inexplicable in terms of rigid cause and effect. Now, this appeal does not work for three reasons. First, there are different competing explanations for the results we see in quantum experiments. And it is far from clear which one is truly the correct one, if any. There are both indeterminate and determinate interpretations. Second, the strange, unpredictable results we see are only observed at the quantum level. This unpredictability does not extend into the macroscopic world of trees, baseballs, mountains, and human bodies. 
In the macroscopic world, experiments on matter are predictable and repeatable. That is exactly why science works in the first place. These atheists want to gloss over the fact that brains, complicated or not, are macroscopic objects, not quantum particles. Whatever is going on in the quantum realm does not change the fact that matter is known to behave predictably according to the laws of physics. Third, indeterminacy is a necessary but not sufficient condition for freedom. For an agent to make a free choice, he must be the originator of the choice and in control of it. But if quantum events are truly random, this leaves no room for agency. What then can be said in response to this emergent property argument? I think it would be very helpful here for us to examine what kinds of emergent properties we do observe. An emergent property, by its very nature, is an outworking of the same universal laws of physics that govern everything else in the material world. For example, some things are soft and some things are hard. Softness and hardness are not properties of the constituent molecules of an object, but rather these properties emerge as a function of the physical arrangement of those molecules. There is nothing magical about this. It happens predictably. And here's another example. Salt is a particular chemical combination of the elements sodium and chlorine. The emergent property of saltiness is not possessed by either of those elements. Both sodium and chlorine are highly dangerous, toxic substances on their own. Yet with the particular chemical combination of sodium chloride, we get the property of saltiness. Once again, this property is an outworking of set laws of physics and chemistry. There is nothing unpredictable or magical happening here. In other words, emergent properties are, just like any other type of physical property of matter, an outworking of laws. The atheist tries to pull a fast one and slip something past you when using this argument that consciousness is an emergent property that frees us from the otherwise established law of cause and effect. It is a subterfuge because it attempts to use the idea of physical properties to negate the very laws of physics that make these properties possible. It is an inherent contradiction. At its base, the emergent property argument fails because it tries to turn physics, and indeed logic, against itself. There is simply no escape. Without a supernatural soul, humans are tied down by the laws of physics. We are reduced to automatons, and the implications of this are far-reaching. Showing this to the atheist is a very good way to begin to take the roof off of their false worldview. For the past few years, the intelligent design movement has captured headlines and ignited controversy around the world. But in the process, many are coming to think that a credible challenge to the dominant Darwinian naturalism of our time means backing away from a clear stand on the truth of the Bible. So, creationist heavyweight Dr. Jonathan Sarfati, who's refuting evolution has the most copies in print of any creation book ever, challenges the evolutionist's mindset head-on with this book titled, By Design. It is a lasting definitive work on design by a leading biblical creationist. Dr. Sarfati presents case after case for amazing design in the living world and demolishes theories of chemical evolution of the first life. Yet unlike many in the prominent intelligent design movement, he is upfront about the truth of the Bible. This enables the author to refute many anti-design arguments and answer the key question, who is the designer? So get your copy of By Design today at creation.com slash store.
I am Joseph Darnell. For everyone at CMI, thanks for listening.